Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. So welcome back, everybody. Um, We are uh, coming off of Easter weekend. Hope y'all had a great Easter. And uh, I know I did. I enjoyed uh, doing two services at our church. running sound and, and getting to hang out with all my church family and and, and uh, yeah it was just a good Easter and then getting to go see my family and Emily's family for a little bit and um, the kids had a blast. What about you? How did, y'all, did y'all have a good Easter Matt? We did, we did. We, we did uh, some family celebrating on Friday, a good Friday um, that evening. Had some good time hanging out with family and then yeah Easter Sunday was it was really good. We had a had a good time of service. You know, uh, one of the things that almost always comes up on Easter is the uh, like every technology issue you could possibly have happens. Um, I don't know why that. Well, I do know why that happens, but a uh, little little spiritual warfare probably, um, yeah. or maybe just uh, too much going on. Not not great planning. One of the two. <laughs> but uh, but it was actually it was a a pretty clean, smooth Easter Sunday. Had had a lot of uh, uh, new faces at church. Some some yeah, people man. we got to connect with. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was really good. It was yeah. really good. Well, I know we've had a, a an episode or two in between Easter and now, but uh, you know, the last episode we did was really heavy. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was um, a very heavy topic. It, it, uh, Emily said it made her really sad, and and for good reason. You know, uh, people stepping away from the church like that—that's tough. Yeah. Um. So this episode kind of goes along with that. You know that that pastor that left the church. He. I guess had his identity in some strange places. I don't know. I don't know where he, where his identity is, but um, that's something that we wanted to talk about a little bit is just where our identity lies. So Matt, tell me what's, what do you think of when we talk about identity? Um, I guess trying to see what our identity is um, as we think of ourselves. You know, it's really interesting at, because I think this is the question that a lot of people are asking right now. Um, you look at uh, social media and the internet, there's a lot of, I guess, trying to define yourself out there. I think that's where a lot of, a lot of the social media chatter comes from, where a lot of the, the draw to social media uh, comes from is, is you get to put yourself out there. But honestly, when I think of identity, what I, what I tend to think of is what do I spend most of my time doing? Like, let's say I was introducing you to somebody and say, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is Bill. Um, he's our sound guy at church and he and he's a balloon man that that is what I associate with Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, people probably with me, they associate engineer, project manager type. And so that's where I guess when I'm thinking of somebody's identity, that's what I tend to think of. But I think if you look at society as a whole, there's a much deeper issue of people trying to figure out who they are um, because we are a lot more than we than our work. But I, I don't know that that's really defined it. Like, how do you, what is your identity? Who are you? Does it change with different people? I don't know. Um, it's, it's a, it's a complicated issue. I had a friend who did a tour in Italy. She, she just did a backpack thing and across Italy and her and her mom actually ended up writing a book out of it. Um, pretty cool story that she's got about how all that happened. Her mom was an extreme introvert and she drug her along and they wrote a book and now her mom's all over the place doing all kinds of stuff. So, um, really cool story. But she told me one time that when she went to Italy, she realized that 
Nobody cared what you did for a living. Hmm. You know, in America, that's the first thing we ask somebody. What do you do? Yeah. You know, when we meet somebody, what do you do? Um, but she said in Italy, nobody cared. They were so laid back. It was so, just the culture was so different. And they were able to not worry about what they did. That was a tool, right? That was their job. That's what they did to go make money. You mentioned the church role, and I struggle with that too. I I place my identity in church with what I do. You know, when I'm talking, I, I caught myself the other day, actually. I, I was talking to somebody about our church, and... I talked about how how it was very family oriented. Um, you know, we're getting a new new children's wing. We're, we're we've got a lot of growth. We've got uh, a great uh, worship team. Um, just a lot of different things that are going really well for our church. Right. I didn't mention Jesus once. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention, you know, we're a very Jesus-loving church. We're mission-minded. We're spreading the gospel. I didn't mention any of that. I mentioned what we do at church yeah. and what programs we have coming up. And that's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. It, I hadn't thought about that, but I, I do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody was asking me where I go to church the other day, and I mentioned mentioned it, and they said, "Oh, that that's the one with the with the new construction, right?" So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's the one I go to. Like that's that's the identity, right? It's the one with the new construction. It's the one with the the these families are going to now. It's you know. Whereas, you know, what is the purpose of the church? You know, you want to get to the identity of something, you have to identify the purpose. What What is it that makes them tick? What makes them drive? Why are they there? Right. But that's not how we talk about identity um, in, in our culture. Yeah, we don't at all. We talked about our, our jobs and what we do for a living and how we identify ourselves in that. Um, I spent the last 20, 25 years trying to be a rock star, playing the drums in various bands. Um, I've had multiple jobs um, since I was probably 14, from everything from construction to being a vet tech to um, what? Uh, I mean, I play with balloons for a living now, right? I, yeah. I do a podcast. I, um, I do a bunch of different things. And... When I don't do some of those things, mm-hmm. I feel like I've lost a piece of myself mm-hmm. in that. You know, when I stopped playing at this club here in town, like I always introduced myself as the drummer for that club yeah. when I met people, right? Oh yeah, that's what I do. You know, it, it gave me an ego boost, right? I'm the I'm the house drummer for this this place, uh, but I don't do that anymore. So now what? Uh, and I don't really even hang out over there anymore or anything like that. So now I, I my identity to me has, has changed. Now I'm focused on more family. I'm focused on my career, my business, my our podcast, our, our church. Right. Um, but that's not a piece of my identity anymore. Should it have ever been? That's that, that that's the question, right? Yeah. Is is what is what is our identity in and should our identity be shifting based on us changing what we do? Um and I think the answer is probably no. Like we haven't changed. Like, yes, we change over time. We're always growing, we're learning new things. Um, but you know, I'm still the same Matt that I was from the day I was born until now. And my, my identity shouldn't shift and be affected by um, the circumstances around me, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, even, as, even as I'm changing in that, who I am hasn't. Right. When Emily and I got married, I was, 
I've always had an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know what it was going to entail, but I wanted to own a business. That, that was my goal from the time I was 10 years old, I think. When Emily and I got married, she was working jobs here and there, Walmart and, and different um, telemarketing and, and different things like that. She didn't know really what she wanted to do. Like sure. I, I would ask her multiple times, like, if you had your choice of a career, what would that be? And she didn't know. But when we had our daughter, mm-hmm. that was her role. Like, yeah. That was it. And about the same time we started the business. So we've been blessed that we've been able to, she's been able to stay home mm-hmm. uh, with the kids all this time. And now she helps me in the business. So, you know, it's all worked out. Um, But recently she took the position at our church as the children's ministry coordinator. Um, That's her role. Like had she found that 10 years ago, she'd have probably been in love with it. And that'd probably be what she was doing full time now. But she's in love with that job Um, as she should be. She's really good at it. So she has always identified herself as being a mom, being a wife. And now being the children's ministry coordinator at the church, um, she's always been a great friend to her friends. Um, she is always caring. Like these are personality traits that she shines in yeah, and has now been able to use those personality traits for a job. Right. So she has done a really good job of using her personality traits to figure out what she wants to do. Yeah. And I think most people try to figure out what they want to do and mold that to their personality. Yeah, I think that I think that's very true. You know, because a lot of it, um, people are well, at least in, in American culture, and it's probably true across the globe. But people are very driven by the dollar sign. Mm-hmm. You know, how much can I make doing this? Um, and. So you find out how much you need to make to live the lifestyle you want, what jobs are going to get me there. Okay. Which one's the least disagreeable. And now all of a sudden this thing that you've chose just because it was the least disagreeable off of the list is your identity. And that's what you're known as. And that, and that's completely backwards from, well, it's just, it's just not accurate, right? Like it's not an accurate representation, not to mention you know, in my role in construction, um, I am very different than the guys you know, who work down the hall from me. They are very different from the guy, everybody else in the industry. We're all individuals. So even though we have the same title, uh, we've got the same industry, the same basic roles, you know, we're all very different people. And so it's, it's just kind of a funky way to, to look at it. So that, that is really interesting how for Emily, her personality and, and all of that led her to, this spot that's just a great fit for it. She does do a great job in it. I, I completely agree. You know, and, and I and completely understanding that you don't always have that opportunity. You know, sometimes your life situation dictates that you've got to go take on jobs that are that are different, um, that that do meet your needs. Um, and so it may not be the perfect fit. But there again, it goes back to what are you identifying as? And I think when you dive deeper into that question. There's, there's often a void there of how do I define myself? When I look in the mirror, what do I see? You know, we talk about our jobs because that's where we spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week. But when I look in the mirror and I say, okay, Matt, who am I? What, you know, that, that is such a small piece of, of what I do. And, um, and it, and it's very important, but it's not the most important thing. I've got roles, um, at home, at church, 
um, and you know, with with my extended family and all of that, they come way, way, way before and higher importance for me than what I do at work every day. I just don't spend as much time doing those things. Right. And so, so really, my identity should be in the things that are more important to me, but so often it gets skewed the other way. It does because, I mean, let's face it, we have to work to provide for our families. Correct. Things are not getting any cheaper in our in our culture. <laughs> have you seen gas prices? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, any prices, everything, everything the time. last two or three years. Fortunately, our culture doesn't give us much of a choice right. to find our identity in who we truly are. Right. We just all need to move to Italy, I guess. No. Uh, <laughs> but I would challenge that and say, you know, is that how we should be identifying ourselves? Should we be identified by our jobs and by what we do? Um, or is there something deeper there? And I think, um, you know, looking at the example of Christ, we see that, that, that his identity was something much, much deeper rooted than just what he did. Uh, if, if you're if you're not aware or if you're not familiar with it, Jesus was a carpenter by trade. Um, he didn't start his ministry until he was uh, 30, roughly. And so, you know, most people from the outside looking in knew him as a carpenter. Uh, but we have little tidbits along the way that tell us that he knew his identity was much deeper than that, much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are some some interesting stories, you know. One of them that uh, that I really enjoy is when he was, I believe he was 12 years old as a kid. Um, he and his parents went to the temple. And uh, on the way back, Mary and Joseph left with a crowd of people. And uh, Jesus got left behind. And uh, I'm not a parent yet, uh, but I've been a child who was, uh, who was forgotten places. Um, and I can imagine the feeling my parents went through. Uh, that, that, that must not have been fun. But anyway. I can tell you that feeling is horrible. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so for, so for three days, Jesus is here at the temple with some of the teachers. And uh, Mary and Joseph have come back and and they get him and we're like you know I, i'm sure they're like what were you thinking why didn't you come with us what are you doing and he said didn't you know where i'd be in my father's house even at 12 years old he understood who he was um and i think that you know you look at his life and his ministry and how he taught um you can see that his identity was definitely much deeper than than just being a carpenter um, but it's a good example for us of how we should look at ourselves and identify ourselves and how we should define ourselves when we look in the mirror. Yeah. I'm thinking of the book, the principle of the path. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about that. You've read that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it talks about what it, it, it asks the question, what do you want people to say about you when you die? Oh yeah. The obituary. Yeah. yeah. What would you want people around you who know you to stand up there and read and, and, it tells you, write your obituary mm-hmm. and then try to live to that standard. Yeah. Because you're going to write the best thing you want people to say for yourself. Right. That should be your identity and you should figure out what path is going to get you there. That's right. And I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about what path is going to get you to where you want to be financially or, or anything like that. I'm talking about uh, just inherently as a person uh what are you going to be like or what are people going to say you were like when you die what do you want them to say yeah you know do i want people at the end of my life to say man he was a heck of an engineer Mm -hmm. well yes but so much more than that like if i if i do great at my job but i am a terrible husband and a terrible father and 
never tell anybody about Jesus or any of that stuff. I've missed the point. Like that's not, that's not the life I want to live. You know, when, when I get to the end, I want all of the things that I care about to be what makes it in that obituary. I want it to be about family. I want it to be about church, about uh, Christian walk and all of you know the, the lives that were impacted by being able to help them and being good servant and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That should be what our identity is based in. What's the verse that says without love, it's Corinthians, right? Without love, we're but a, bang, a clanging symbol or first uh, Corinthians 13. There you go. Yeah. See my encyclopedia. Y'all <laughs> didn't even have to look it up. Um, That's it. Uh, Cause was it Paul wrote yeah. that he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking about how if we could be all of these things, but without love, we're nothing. That's right. And I think that kind of sums it up. You know, God called us. He says, love God, love people, right? Love me first. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Uh, so that should be your identity. Mm-hmm. That should be what we're, what we're rooted in. What, what our focus is, um, you know, and, you look at going going back to the very beginning, uh, the creation story, which we're going to get into next week when we start our chronological uh, study. Little little teaser there. Um, it's coming. We promise. Yeah. We've been talking about it. It's coming. It really is. Um, but we started doing some studying for that and and laying out what that's going to look like. You know, when when God created us, He created us in His image, um, and so. He instilled us with a lot more than just what we're good at with our hands, right? He he created us with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, he created us with a drive to work. He said to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, he put all creation under our uh, under our rule, um, and so you know, that's what we were created to do. And all with unique personality traits and whatnot that make us the individuals that we are, mm-hmm. um, and so our identity should be so much deeper than just the surface level. And, and Bill, you got a, um, an interesting book. I haven't read it yet. Um, but just you talking about it has, has me kind of excited to check it out, uh, by Jordan Rayner. Um, and talking about, and talking about who we are in that. Yeah. And it's a kid's book and something as simple <laughs> as a kid's book can be, I bought it for my kids based off of another book that Matt and I have both read. Um, Jordan Rayner's a, a, a friend of a friend out of Florida who, who's written a couple of best-selling books and it's called the creator in you. It's a new book. He's just got out and it talks about how God created us to create. God created us to, like you said, um, rule over the earth, subdue it. Um, but, that's because God works. God spent six days creating the the world, the universe, and the seventh day he rested, but that wasn't the end. He yeah. left it to us to finish his work. Right. Don't hear us say, though, because we, we were just talking in the beginning about how, you know, we're not what we do, right? right. Don't hear us say that just because God created us to work, that that's who we are. Um, God gave us... I think you said it earlier, Matt. God gave us our unique personalities, our mm-hmm. unique interests to be who he made us to be. But we have to figure out who that is. We can't just rely on, oh, well, I'm a plumber. I'm an electrician. That's who I am. That's not who you are. That's right. Figure out the deeper side of it. And you're going to do that by learning who Jesus is. That's right. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, our identity, um, as Christians, what we believe is that our identity is in Christ and that that is who we, not only who we strive to be most like, but that also that's, that's our internal motivation. Everything points back to God. Everything points back to Jesus. And, um, 
And that's interesting to, to think about and talk about because it's really not, um, it's intuitive what that, what exactly that means. But, um, but yeah, so we're, we're just going to talk about that for a little bit. What does it look like? What does it mean to have your identity, um, as in Christ? My favorite verse is Galatians two twenty. Uh, says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, and that kind of gets to the root of it is, uh, that, Paul is saying, it's no longer uh, me. It's no longer my motivations. It's no longer uh, me who's driving the bus, but Jesus who lives inside of me. He's the one that's shining out. He's the one calling the shots and leading me on. And I think as, as, as Christians, uh, really important, really important concept when we're talking about identity is that we do, we, we get rid of whatever it is that. I guess whatever image that is that we see in the mirror and we say, okay, no, my life is now about Christ. Now that doesn't mean that we quit our jobs. It doesn't mean that we, um, stop being the, the family man or, or whatever that is, but rather that our motivation behind everything is based in our love for Christ. Uh, well, and I think it goes even deeper than that. Not only do we recognize that our, our identity is in Christ, but in doing that, if we, look through scripture we can see that you know uh christ uh jeremiah 1 5 says before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born i consecrated you and i appointed you prophet to the nations um who was he talking to there uh that jeremiah? was a, Jer- yeah so that was a message from god through jeremiah to the israel israelite so when i read that i see that god knew who i was god knew what he wanted for me yeah and I have to realize that myself in that, that means I should have self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I should not be, uh, doubting myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I should look for the things that I'm good at and go full steam ahead with those yeah. and, and figure out, uh, how I can get, use my personality, use the things that I am. I know I'm good at and mold that around my life and who mm-hmm. I am instead of molding myself into a job that I hate. Right. Um, um, and, and, but what catches my attention with that is, is on a very perfo- personal note, because for years and years and years, I had low self-esteem. I had low self-confidence. Um, I didn't think I was good at anything. Um, and part of that's relational, part of that's family, part of that's people that I've been around with sure. that have put that into my head. Um, but we've got to get past that those kind of things and realize that that God wants the best for us and has plans for us. We just got to figure that out. That's right. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I think it's really interesting what you said about the letting your personality shine through, letting who you are shine through and not molding yourself to a job. Because I think so often, and, and not just jobs, we, we've been talking a lot about kind of the career side of things, but really it's, it's much, you know, it's, it, it could be anything. Um, that you kind of identify yourself as, but the, I think so often we try to look a certain way because we think that's what people expect us to look like. Yeah. And that is so much not the case. You know, if <laughs> there's nothing more, um, let me use the word boring. Um, there, there's nothing more boring than going somewhere and seeing people that all look the same, act the same because they all identify the same. Um, now don't get me wrong. There's something to be said for unity and, you know, 
unity and vision, all that kind of stuff. Not getting into that, but there should be a whole bunch of individual personalities within that. Your personality ought to shine through. And so, and I say this, I, I am personally, I'm kind of a wallflower chameleon type. I kind of blend into whatever environment I'm in. And so a lot of times I'm guilty of that. I just kind of blend in and I, I'm, I hang out in the background, but really it's, we should be confident in ourselves and who God made us because God doesn't make mistakes. Um, he had a plan for us from the very beginning. Like you said, in Jeremiah one five, he's, he knit us together in our mother's wombs. That's one of the, in one of the Psalms. Um, he has a plan for us that ought to shine through. That ought to be, that ought to be what drives us forward is who did God make me to be? How did God put me together? Um, cause he doesn't make mistakes and who we are is exactly who he wanted us to be. What we do with that may not be, but right. who we are, who he created us as, is exactly who he made us to be. Well, I know I've been labeled like crazy, uh, you know, as a kid <laughs> growing up and, and labeled all kinds of things. And because of that, I am I am worried, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to act the wrong way. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to, um, well, you know, I don't mind offending people sometimes, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to be made fun of. That's the big thing because I spent most of my life being made fun of. So I don't get overly excited. I don't put myself out there. I don't do a lot of things um, because I don't want to. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hear what other people think about me. Sure. But if I did that, I would probably know more of who I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I've said it a few times, you know, I, I've said, it. you know, if I would just wouldn't be so worried about what other people think I could do so much. Yeah. And I think that's true for just about everybody. Sure. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what we're capable of. Yeah. That's, that's very true. How many times do we hold ourselves back because, well, I don't know if that's going to work out. So I'm just not going to do it. Or I don't know if I'm good enough. Um, when, you know, Trying and failing at something is just one more step towards success. Yeah. You know, that's, I was at a, like a happy hour event sort of thing that an engineering group was putting on and his whole presentation was on failure and how failure is, it requires failure to find success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have missteps and, and any good, you know, leadership talk and all that. You're going to try things and fail, but how many times have I done exactly what you're talking about? I'm saying, you know, that's not sure. So I'm not, I'm not even going to dip my toe in the water. I'm just, I'm just going to back off when that could have been something that was really great because it was a great fit. Um, but I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to try that. I don't want to take the risk of not fitting into this image that I've made for everybody of who they see me as, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's, if we, if we, how, you know, how many opportunities have been missed because of that? Yeah. Well, I'm glad we didn't listen to ourselves um, when we were starting this podcast. No kidding. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't listen. I listened to myself for years. And finally, Matt and I got together on it and we got it done. So, That's right. Um, and here we are. Almost a year in. Almost a year in. We are just under two months away from a year in. Yeah. Uh, approaching episode 50. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. Um, and I'm I'm with you. I'm glad that we didn't listen to ourselves with that. It's yeah. a, uh, it would have been real easy to say, eh, nobody wants to listen to what we <laughs> have to say. And that could still be true, but it's still a lot of fun to do the podcast. So. Well, I don't know about you, but I I was trying to talk myself out of it a lot. Um, just uh, um, insecurity. Of, yeah, yeah, I don't know that I'll ever have anything to say. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, we're almost fifty episodes in. 
and uh, we've had a lot to say. We have. And we got lots more to say. That's right. So y'all buckle up. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um, We would be remiss in this conversation if we talked about having your identity in Christ, but not really talking about what it means to have a relationship with him and what does that look like. Um, And so just a quick invitation. uh, If you've got any questions about what it means to have a relationship with him, um, what that looks like, what are we even talking about with that? encourage you to reach out to us info at simplifyjesus.com. We would love to um, get in contact with you, uh, give you some resources, hook you up with other people um, who know a whole lot more than we do uh, about this stuff. But, um, but I just want to encourage you if you've never, if you've never really thought about it um, and haven't really, uh, haven't taken that step, um, look into it, reach out to us, talk to a local church. Um, there's not a better decision you can make. And you want to talk about having your identity in something solid and knowing who you are. That's the way to do it. When you put, when you accept Christ and you let the Holy spirit come in and drive, drive the bus, um, it, you will be exactly where God needs you to be and where God made you to be. No better place to be. Well said, sir. Well said. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, huh? I think that's it. Yeah, we're, we're about to the end of this uh, talk, and we're gearing up for our chronological discussion mm-hmm. from beginning to end of the Bible. <laughs> that's it. So y'all hang on, and uh, we want to hear what y'all think about it, how we're doing. Um, are, we, are we boring you to tears? Do we need to mix it up a little bit? Y'all let us know. Uh, keep us in, informed as to what we need to do to make uh, make things good for you guys. That's right. Well, we thank you for listening. And uh, like Matt said, send us a note to info at simplifyjesus.com. Look for us on all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Yep. yep, Twitter too. And uh, look for all of those links on our website at www.com simplifyjesus.com y'all come back now you hear (laughs) we'll see you next week